This episode is recorded in front of a live studio audience. You're listening to The Art of Comedy with Sandra Carusi on Peach Radio. Johnny Parada has opened for the likes of Robin Williams, Kevin Nealon, and Brett Butt. His stories about his childhood, relationships, and the way things are sure to leave audiences in stitches. An actor as well, John has appeared on television and recently had the lead in his own untold stories of the ER. Hardworking, fast-talking, and an Italian through and through. Not the Jersey Shore type. This is one paisan you don't want to miss. Oh! Johnny Perotta. Hi, John. Oh, and my guest host, Jay Brown. Hey, Jay. Hey. Oh. John. John and I, uh, I met in Vancouver in 2004. Yeah, John? Yep. When I moved, when I moved back from uh, Toronto to Vancouver, and uh, he was like the sweet kid, eh? Just a sweet kid, a big, bright eyes. Hey, hey, Jay. <laughs> just were you had, was uh, Johnny, uh, John, were you headlining at the oh, time no. or just amateur? Just no, yeah, yeah, amateur. Like green, yeah, how, green. Maybe did it maybe ten times or so. I don't know how. Like you hadn't been doing it very long, right? No, I hadn't been doing it very long at all. I was kind of uh, in and out there for the first few years. I, I didn't know you could do a show every night. I, I thought you know, <laughs> a couple of sets a month maybe. Or I thought there was a real pecking order that you had to kind of wait, and someone would call you and say, "Yeah, come on down." But no, um, I was really green when. Uh, I started meeting Jay and yeah. uh, Daryl Lennox, right. Peter Barker, Brent Butt, all those guys. Daryl's in town to, uh, this week, too, in he's Toronto. He's in Toronto or is yep. he come back to Van? He's headlining Toronto. But uh, John was always, he was very memorable uh, to me and to all of us mm-hmm. because he was so respectful mm-hmm. and courteous mm-hmm. and support and just positive. Wanted 100% to learn. positive. Yeah. Never heard, uh, still to this day, a bad word out of his mouth. Never. John. All right. Well, we still got some time to cure that. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Fix him up. That's, that's, that's so nice of Jay to say. Jay actually took me on my first uh, Western tour. I don't remember that. Where? Where did we go? I uh, We started in Saskatchewan. Holy And geez. then, well, I flew from Vancouver to Calgary. You picked me up at the airport. We drove to Saskatchewan. Mm. Did Regina, Saskatoon. Then we went back to Calgary and met up with the legendary Manolis, <laughs> the mm. dude. No. And I spent uh, six weeks there. I spent Who's about three with Jay, kind of learning learning the ropes and all about mm-hmm. the road. And, what was yeah. the, what was the key thing you learned from Jay when you're talking about that? Uh, you know, Jay was was very calm, and uh, as you guys probably know, he's probably the best MC in the business, and that's like mm-hmm. the hardest job in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to confront the crowd that cold, and and some of the things he would say, mm-hmm. just so quick off the top of his head. And, Reminds me of something Mike Tyson had said, that speed kills. And that's why Jay was so quick to shut down a heckler, to bring an audience, you know, out of a lull and into a, this roaring laughter. And then they'd be on track. And everybody that went on after Jay would just kill and have the set of their life. So those were things I, and the guitar playing, my God. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore, do you, Jay? No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I remember, I think it was Saskatoon, we played that big ballroom. And uh, as soon as I heard the Prince George National Anthem, which was uh, ACDC's Back in Black, I think. No, it was Thunderstruck. Was it Thunderstruck? That's right. <laughs> Beauty. Those are some of my memorable moments. And yeah. What year yeah. did you start, John? Like when was this all this happening when you were with Jay and then when you got to be a headliner? When did that happen? Uh, I went on the road with Jay in 2007. Wow. And it was like six weeks of the, that was, the, you know, the Western Yucks run when they had it. Um, you were on stage pretty much every night. Maybe you have one or two nights Every two weeks off. Yeah, you mm-hmm. had to be because they would charge you for your uh, 
your room on your off nights. Interesting. Right. <laughs> uh, John, so you're in Vancouver, and you know one thing we, we had Breslin in here, and we we're talking about like you know this is such a fruitful full market here in Ontario because there's so many yuck yucks within driving distance. So one comic could work, you know, whatever five right. or six within. You know, but An you, hour, yeah. yeah, you have Vancouver. Now they're opening Victoria. What else? Like, how do you get gigs? What are you doing? Um, well, Yucks has uh, Kelly Demore out of Calgary. She's like a booking agent for Funny Business, and they do a lot of one-nighters, the casinos, mm. um, things like that. And we keep ourselves. We're we're allowed to play like another club, Laugh Lines in New Westminster. Nice. Um, and the local stuff. Vancouver's really developed back into that powerhouse. Um, one nighter scene it used to be back when jay was here uh you know nights like the urban well and, and balthazar that had a lot of strong comics here during the week mm-hmm. uh, it's come back so we've had some pros that are opening up rooms like dan quinn runs one uh patrick malia runs one and these are all rooms that you know you can headline you can you can host and you can make a little money that way mm-hmm. so we don't have clubs you know i mean you got to fly to calgary you got to fly to edmonton right so we're we're sparse here yeah and there's travel but i mean what do you do, you know, between working and comedy and, and some auditions and the odd acting job? I can stay pretty busy. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, Vancouver's a great hub of activity, too. I don't want to sound Toronto-centric like everybody else, you know, one yeah. of those. Um, whose phone's going? Who am I going to kill? Are you working right now, John? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm backing up a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true paisan. Are you Good struck. <laughs> John, call us back on your coffee break. The whole day's a coffee break. Oh, John, that's seriously. What are you doing right now? We're paving. We're just doing. Our- <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does too. He's not lying. That's the best. You gotta work. Boys gotta work, right? So you I open mean, for Robin Williams and then you pave. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you open for Robin Williams and Kevin Neal? Urban Well. Okay. Urban well. And I think it's something that a lot of comics at the time will have on their resume. He spent a lot of time in Vancouver for two summers filming, I think, Night at the Museums. Oh, nice. Okay. So he, he would come out to uh, to some comedy shows. He would just come out and, you know, obviously they're going to put him on and he'd usually close the shows. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was something. And then Kevin Nealon? Kevin Nealon, same place. Yeah, he's a great, well. guy. great yeah. guy, Kevin okay. Nealon. And Brett Butt, same place. Brett Butt, he, uh, he hosted and closed that show. Uh, he used to run two shows. A mm-hmm. night on Tuesday nights. Remember, Jay? Like, it's incredible that yeah. you do that during the week in that part of town. I remember. I told, how could I forget? I gave him that gig. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was my room. So, Juwan, I'm going to play the Paisan card. You were in town in March for a wedding, right? Yeah. And you got to play some yuck yucks around here. You still got I the did. you still got the bombonieri. <laughs> I did. I had to bring it home to my mom. <laughs> the worst candies. That's proof on the that you. Is it, <laughs> it was proof that you went to the wedding. You had to bring the bombonieri home. Well, that's all she said. You know, not have a nice trip. Uh, you know, have a good show, break a leg. No to scordare la bombonieri. Don't forget the bombonieris. Oh my God! What was the bomb? It was Marco's wedding. What was the bombonieri? I just want to know. You know what? I cannot remember. You see, I think this is the pro- inherent problem right now. It was. It was something in a box. I of didn't course. open the box. With the almond candies. Could have been. You're the best. Um, yeah. So the, the Italian stuff, you do incorporate that as some of your uh, material? Yes. And how do you find that works in Vancouver? I know there's a lot of Italians there because I got relatives there. In Vancouver to uh, Toronto, did it resonate more here? or? Uh, you know what? It I think it resonates everywhere. Italians are, well, we're everywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, everywhere but Italy. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I mean, Toronto obviously had, a, I mean, I was playing Mississauga, mm-hmm. and obviously there's there's a lot more Italians, and they're 
they're you know looking at third and fourth generation mm-hmm. uh and in vancouver we're still you know first generation i'm a first generation i was born in italy mm-hmm. came wow. here. but there's still enough people um that that are italian or that know an italian well that it does resonate with they're like oh yeah i've seen that before that's that's my buddy jimmy that's mm-hmm. you know so um, it never really goes away you know of course being italian background is you could imagine me too um one thing, so Italians emigrated here in the 50s, so it's not like a new uh, new Canadian thing, right? And right. there's newer ethnicities that I want to say are hipper than talking about Italian stuff. Do you find that to be true, or do you think the Italian um, content still is valid and resonates? It, it's still valid, but you might not see it as predominant uh, as you, you did before. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, once Russell Peters got up and represented mm-hmm. a different demographic mm-hmm. and... You know, with so many people of such different backgrounds, Middle Eastern especially, mm-hmm. it seems prominent these days. I mean, I go to a lot of shows and yeah, it's funny, you, you can only pronounce half the names, you know. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, Italians are always going to be around. But right now, it's, you know, the shift. Maybe we look at the late 70s, early 80s when mm-hmm. these Italians were hot everywhere because yeah. of the godfather rocky mm-hmm. um right. you know the mafia uh, yeah, russell, yeah, yeah. russell sure tapped into it on a heretofore unheard voice of society mm-hmm. and they uh hitched their wagons to his train right and they were like whoa we can laugh too and we can be a part of this too mm-hmm. so that's he really you know opened the open the whole stand-up comedy world to yeah. half the globe yes you know absolutely yeah so, and now they're getting tired of him <laughs> they always do. Comics burn out quicker than any other art form, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No one said that yet. That what? That comics burn out. There's there's a lot. I guess we only see the ones with longevity and we forget the ones who burn out, obviously. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like in terms of the big comics. It's because it seems famous fleeting for a comic. I mean, I think once they do, you know, a one hour special or they get their HBO, they get maybe a second one. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you see a guy come out with a third and fourth that is as big as those first two. I yeah. mean, they just look it, at Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, the biggest ever, delirious, the biggest ever. Oh, I loved it. And then Raw, Raw. was kind of, you know, good, but everybody knew mm, but this that's is the like, end. But that's like sequels for any movie, though. The sequel isn't necessarily always as. It's not a sequel. It's just, I think, because it was so big the first one. Right. Right. I don't know. I'm partial. I love Eddie Murphy anyway. Oh, I, I, love I miss Murphy him. I, I think it's just hard because, you know, if you're a fan of comedy or have Eddie Murphy saying you went to watch Delirious, mm-hmm. and if he was coming through town six months later or a year later, or you went to say to Chicago to see him again, you would see the same show. Yeah. And it's not like music where you can sing along to your favorite song over 20 years. Right. You so know, if we're all telling the same, same exact jokes and same HBO specials over 20 people are like okay I heard this it's nothing me. but silence that's that's my MO <laughs> <laughs> listen I got an ice cream I got an ice and we could all do that and know exactly who that is you can't sing a third verse there you have to pay money I think royalties you have to <laughs> <laughs> only the eight you, you bars you cut it off right, right there yeah. yeah right um so Johnny you're uh, an actor as well yes what do you like more stand up or acting um, I prefer stand-up because it's like one take and either it's good or it's not, whatever, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting can be, I mean, I haven't done a crazy, crazy amount of it, but it's, it's very fun. It's very rewarding, but it's very slow. You have mm-hmm. to wait six months for a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, okay. We're going to try this again. We need you from the side. We're going to mm-hmm. set up again. So it's like two hours between, you know, another 16 takes or something. Mm-hmm. And they don't really tell you like those, uh, Is that the baby truck? <laughs> Those untold stories of the ER, they don't... Uh, John, the they concrete don't... is ready. <laughs> it's coming. The 
asphalt. I love it. I'm just going to pull up here. <laughs> One second, guys. Best you interview. Gotta let, you got to let me out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm just down the street a little bit. This is too much, John. What's your sandwich today? What do you got in the sandwich? I got uh, chicken and roasted red peppers. <laughs> I nice. Did you make it or mom? No, no. My girlfriend made the red peppers and I made the chicken on the barbecue. Is she Italian? Barbecue. Is she Italian? No, actually, she's uh, she's Somalian and Ethiopian. Wow. So she's yeah, Italian then. She speaks <laughs> Italian better than any of us. <laughs> yeah, so, she, okay. so she's from Italy then. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Bang on. Cab driver here. I was talking to my girlfriend and an Italian. I said, no, met the big tip. Okay. Like, you know, and that's it. And then he responds in Italian and in a finer Italian than wow. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all speak better Italian. John, tell us about your porn career. <laughs> How's my that going for you? porn career is on fire. Yeah. That's yeah. not a good thing sometimes, but I uh, see a doctor about that. I will. <laughs> not too many people know this, but John's stage name in the adult industry is Barry Wood. That's what he does all day. He buries the wood. He did. He had slightly. He was in a German porn. Remember when you did the German porn for a couple of years when you were Neil Underwood? There was a few years I don't remember much. That's probably yeah. when it all occurred. Hands Oliver. I'm writing uh, all this down and I'm stealing it. No, that's my joke. You can't. Oh, really? Which one? All of them. Neil Underwood, Barry Wood, Hands Oliver. They're all mine. Stop writing. I'm writing it Put down. Put that pen down. I'm right. So, is this what you guys do on the road? You come up with this. Yeah. Stuff. You just drive. And masturbate. Yes. Yes. That's what together. We do on the road. Cirque jerk. No. And um, play cookie. Play. You know. Back you know what? I watched the hot dogs. Uh, we had a hot dogs festival here in Toronto, uh, Johnny. And there was a movie, Three Still Standing, about Will Durst and Bubbles and Johnny Steele. And these are guys in the San Francisco Bay Area who started with Robin Williams and Dana Carvey. And okay. then yeah, and it, it just. It, it follows them because obviously they didn't make it as big as their counterparts. And, and it just talks about, you know, the life of a standup. And they were talking, and Dana Carvey was interviewed, and he just loves these guys, right? And they were all on the road together. And, and just the antics with Dana Carvey and these comics just coming up with stuff. And is that what it was for you guys in the car? Like, did material come from it, or was it you guys just fooling around? Uh, a little use? bit. I mean, you know, when you're talking back and forth, sometimes... Uh... You know, uh, well, when I was with a guy like Jay or someone with a lot of experience, they would sometimes uh, break down the act and say, you know, you could move this over here. You could shorten this, add this tagline or get rid of that joke completely because it's just not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. And you could find, you know, each night you could retool your set a little bit to make it better or you could try it a new way. And if it worked great and if it stunk, well, you have another night and another show to, to adjust it. Um, some of the yeah, there's some goofy stuff that would happen after, uh, there's, it's after hard. hours. It's hard when you're in the in the car with another comics and you germinate a funny idea because then who who, who gets it? it right so uh m mostly what we stick to is uh constructive criticism like you just mentioned but uh our s experiences together or talking about stories what happened to us before you know mm -hmm. and uh and then a lot of gossip sorry I, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm such a like a, a add child i'm thinking of you in an asphalt truck right yeah, what kind of truck are you driving right now? I drive an F450. Uh-huh. This is a badass, about <laughs> 450 horsepower. Wow. Uh, dually? Smaller, smaller a... dump truck. No, it's dually, yeah. Yep. Definitely dually. Carries about three, three and a half tons of uh, blacktop. Nice. 
And uh, we are currently patching some sidewalks in our Butis Village. It's a park here in gorgeous Vancouver. Oh, our Butis Village is gorgeous. Now, mm-hmm. how many road workers have you killed since the interview started? <laughs> Dude, uh, negligence. Actually, surprisingly, none. I spend a lot of time on my phone while I'm driving with my headset and whatnot. Oh, nice. So we're always multitasking something. This wow. is brilliant. This is my favorite interview by far. I don't care what anybody <laughs> I hope, says. I hope nobody from uh, the Workers' Compensation Board is listening right now. Workers' Compensation Board. Dude, July Uso. on. <laughs> I'm within, I'm within a safety enclosure here. Nice. Yeah. What, um, when you, some of the material, you do relationship stuff, you do Italian stuff. What's the Italian stuff? What's your favorite? What do you enjoy delivering? You know, I, and I hadn't spoken about this for a long time. I didn't know if it was right or not. Um, but Daryl Lennox, a mutual friend of mine in Jay's, uh, expressed, he goes like, this stuff, I was telling him off stage, and he goes, this stuff is way funnier than on stage, so why don't you try it? Um, it was stuff about my mom. What do you mean? He was saying that this stuff you're talking about off stage is way well, funnier than the stuff you're talking about on stage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, and he was like, "Cause it, it's true. It's real. It really happened. Like, yeah. there's no need to exaggerate it." Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the story. I don't know, Sandra. If you, you know, when you're a kid, uh, do you remember what was batud? Did you ever have that for breakfast? <laughs> yes, of course. Beaten eggs. The eggs. I used to have it all. Yeah, in the and yeah. they put booze in it or sugar. Yeah. 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 Now, if you told somebody today that you gave your kid. <laughs> You know, raw basically, egg. my mom would take that nice, healthy, raw, grade-A egg, and you know you separate the white and yeah. the yellow? Yep. Well, the, the white has protein and enzymes yeah. and vitamins. She'd just throw that right in the garbage. Yes. And then stay with the yolk, about <laughs> two and a half tablespoons of sugar, an ounce and a half of marsala, a cooking wine. <laughs> it's and called zambayoni. That's, that's how you go to school. Yeah. Yes. You know, with a shot of espresso. With so a shot of, yeah. your phone's at 11 o'clock, uh, <laughs> something wrong with John. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's painting the school. What's yeah. wrong with John? He's outside jumping up and down. He was doing, he was doing laps for an hour, and now he's passed out at his desk. I think it's salmonella. I used, to, I, used to, I used to have it every morning, and then I developed a, an allergy to eggs from it. I'm, I'm actually now allergic to eggs. Well, some Italian kid was bound to. Um, yeah. Johnny, I'm glad you're in a different market because I do a lot of stuff on my mom, too, because I think it's a unique... Um, generation and it was the same thing as what you just said I was at work imitating my mom and uh, our parents let's just say for the audience our parents come from the same hometown Italy Johnny right oh, no way. Chilano yeah, yeah. Johnny, we're coming out Chilano and they're very unique women okay Aspetta who are you talking to that's <laughs> my buddy it's my buddy Mario <laughs> of course Mario <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, and people love it. And so I'd be at work making fun of my mom. And they're like, you got to use this stuff on stage because it's just classic stuff. People, yeah. we take it for granted that our moms are so uh, humorous. And John, you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> this is the best interview ever. I, just, I swear to God. I just want to hear the life of an asphalt truck. I used to road truckers, and then we could have a show on asphalt trucking guys. Mm-hmm. Are they all paisans on that site? You know what? Uh, no, we got uh, one guy, Pete, who's from Pescara. Cool. Hey, that's, that's where I'm from. Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah Jay's Paisans. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Mario Magic, they're right from Poland. Magic. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poland, uh, Poland, yes. We got, uh, of course, our boss's name is Salvatore. What else of is Of course, it's got to be a Sal. Salvatore. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you sit and come up with material? Like, because you're by yourself mostly in the trucks and stuff. Do you, do you just come up with material all the time? Uh, we, we do. I mean, uh I work with a great bunch of guys, so we're cracking jokes left and right, and material can always. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Mario. Uh, yeah, you come up with material all the time, sure. I mean, especially in the city of Vancouver. I mean, Jay, remember Maine and Hastings? Yes. 
Craig Hastings has become Central. one of the greatest sources of material, if not entertainment, on the last Wednesday of every month. It's Welfare Wednesday, Welfare Wednesday. which the city workers have adopted the name uh, Mardi Gras. <laughs> That's hilarious. I Just love because Welfare of Wednesday. what what you'll see. I mean, I, we know it's impoverished and people are going through some tough times and stuff. But when they get their welfare check, then they're like they all they all spend money on their oh good they can get their fixes and right. then the street is littered, literally, you might see a thousand people on that intersection and nine hundred and seventy five of them are high. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And then and then as the month goes on, the further away they get from their welfare checks, right. the more destitute and desperate they get. And then you start to see them camping out and sleeping on the street. So you look down the street oh and gosh. it's all people sleeping on the sidewalks. Like it's really unbelievable. Wow. And then and sad. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. But I mean, you, you see resilience too. I mean, we'll drive down the street the next morning. We'll be down there at 637 in the morning and the party's still going. And you'll, you know, you'll see an unfortunate situation where, you know, there's there's some pimp beating up a hooker. And you go, what the hell? And you go around the block, and now there's three hookers beating up the pimp. And you're like, this is justice. <laughs> my, this, oh, my gosh. A friend of is, mine, yeah, a friend of mine was a fireman in uh, Vancouver, still is. And he used to respond to ODs in Maine and Hastings. And uh, people be dead in the alley, and they would inject them with Narcan, which is a, a shot of straight adrenaline, I think. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it brings the person back to consciousness mm-hmm. for about two minutes, which is long enough to ask the person, what did you take? Mm-hmm. So the firemen know what to, how to administer. Right. And he says nine times out of ten, they wake up angry because you screwed up their high. Oh but God. one time, this guy, this is in Vancouver, Maine and Hastings, they, they inject this dead guy with Narcan. He comes two he comes to consciousness and he just says go Leafs (laughs) (laughs) I swear to god it's so funny they're crazy there John we do something called uh, rapid fire okay I'm gonna ask you questions and but I don't want you to cause any asphalt uh, issues there you gotta make a smooth eh make a nice smooth okay that's all done here anyway we're all done we're all done me okay (laughs) greatest comic influence or inspiration Eddie Murphy Oh, good one. I know. I know. What happened? Do we know what happened to him? Where is he? Out of choice? He just dropped uh, out? We just, I think Eddie's doing okay wherever he is. Yeah, he yeah. did the 40th anniversary of SNL right. and know. he just showed up. He didn't, yeah. he didn't no want to do, yeah, do any material. Um, favorite late night host? Uh, oof, between Johnny Carson and Dave Letterman. Yeah. Comics, comic. Dave Letterman. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. Uh, favorite joke, yours or someone else's? Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. You know, I I I just heard one recently. I gotta say, it just makes me giggle when I think about it. Uh, it's it's a little story. That, you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, okay. This guy is setting up uh, this story where he he went to Florida to visit a friend, and his mom chimed in. So well, I got a friend down there too. Why don't you bring her this letter and, and say hi? Her name is Miss uh, Jackson, Janet Jackson. So he's like, what, the, the, the singer? She's like, no, she just has the same name, go visit her. So he goes to visit. She makes him a spicy soup because she's heard it's his favorite. Uh, it was way too spicy for him. He started choking on it, and she thought he didn't like it. He was trying to spit it out. And he was trying to say how awesome the soup was, and then he ended up knocking over a, a glass of water that made uh, the girl's daughter cry. And then when it was done... <laughs> She like because the lady was screaming out, "No, you didn't like my soup. You're not for real. You're not for real." And he's like, "I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but I am for real, and I never made to make your daughter cry." And I was on the because it's the song, right? Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. Miss Jackson. Yeah. 
And the way he does it, I was just <laughs> on the ground. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but I am for real. I was on the ground. That was my. That was. I don't know why it struck me so funny, but. That's okay. This is why I ask every comic the same question because I get such diverse responses. And, and I think and I, with this podcast, I always try to get in the mind of the comic because I think people just assume one thing about comics and then we come out with these jokes that are just, you know, obscure and whatever. Everything is so subjective, right? Whatever makes yeah. you laugh is different. So um, that's funny. So who would you rather open up for? Um, Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld? Or you pick, I, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock. Yes. I'd definitely say Chris Rock, yeah. Yeah, so you're a fan. Uh, and then what's your bucket list gig or venue? What, like, what's your dream? Hmm. A good question, too. I would say, I would say a theater. You know, something like Queen Elizabeth, two, three thousand seater. Yeah. Uh, I'm not much of a, an arena guy. I mean, if that ever happened, great, but... I just love comedy in clubs, and uh, I mean, I saw Chris Rock at the Orpheum. I saw Jerry Seinfeld at the Queen Elizabeth Theater, mm-hmm. and I thought that was just, just perfect. <laughs> Do you feel being in Vancouver, you miss out of the Toronto hub of all the activity that goes on here? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever consider moving here because of that? We have a lot of potholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's it's something that you uh, you toss around a lot, but uh, it's it's weird because any time I've thought of making a move or even even quitting for that matter where you just get to the end of you're like oh my god what am i doing something will happen like for me i remember uh i was really done with everything and my agent called and said uh well they're looking for an italian uh, kind of a mafia type for this untold stories of the er do you want to try it out and i'm like okay i'll go to one more audition and i, I read for the part and the director booked me from the uh from the audition without a callback so i thought that was great and mm-hmm. kind of renewed my interest until uh until I got to the table read, because uh, when you go on some auditions, they just give you a little piece, a scene or two to read. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the table read, they give you the whole script. So when I saw the role, you know, 38-year-old Sopranos-type mafia guy, and mm-hmm. you're going to have nice you know, these clothes they're going to put on you and jewelry and a gun and cash. And I thought I was going to be on the Sopranos. That's the way it felt. <laughs> and when I get there and I get to about page six, everybody started giggling. And uh, <laughs> it's where I have to tell the doctor what's wrong with me. Basically, I had a vibrator stuck in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's your big part. So you were typecast then. Yeah. I, was, you know, I don't know how they knew. Method acting. Who told and, them? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe And it's one of those things, like, I'm, I'm watching it with my mom, and she's like, well, no, no, Capito, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, Ma, I have stomach issues. Stomach. How do you explain it to your Stomach. Oh, my God. But those are the things that keep you interested in comedy and maybe staying in Vancouver. Because Vancouver is, it does yeah. have enough work, mm-hmm. um, you know, those few months a year that you can really, you know, beat the shit out of the local scene and all mm-hmm. the auditions and some student films and things like that. I mean, you book some nice commercials out of here. I got flown to Mexico City to do a Lay's potato chip commercial. Nice. Which was, a, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, and then, you know, yeah, there's some lulls in the year here, especially in the summer. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I mean, what do you do? You know, if there was something, I know I could move, and then you just wonder, you know, you'd probably have to be back and forth. I don't know, Jay, you live out there, you, you probably know it a lot better than I do. I mean, is it steady, steady work, or do you guys have to... No, there's too many people out here. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, there's more work, there's more turnaround, because there's more rooms within an hour's drive of Toronto. When you were in Vancouver, you got to drive four, five, six hours, mm. and it's commonplace. Mm-hmm. So you you got to go out to Kelowna and Kamloops just to, you know... 
make ends meet three, four times a year. Mm. That's I, very rare here. You're, Johnny, I got relatives in Kamloops. You too? Uh, no. no. Uh, uh, I, think, I think they pronounce it Kamaloop. Kamaloop, I know. Kamaloop. I was there, I remember, as a kid, and it's like, you know, another branch from our little hometown. <laughs> We're all related anyway, so... Like, Somewhere down the line. Yeah, there's a lot of Shawnees there. Chilanese, yeah, in Kamloops? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, they're getting older now, but I mean, yeah. even Kelowna had a few, and uh, yeah, I don't know how we ended up where we did. I grew up in Prince George. I don't know if you guys know where that is. Yeah, I've done that gig. No we Chilanese the there. Dude. Sorry? That was an accident. There, there, Somebody pulled over for porchetta sandwich and ended up in <laughs> Prince George. How, how did that happen? It's way north. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? My dad uh, was here in Vancouver with his brother, and he got on uh, he got on a paving crew, of all yeah. things. And uh, they moved from like Kamloops to Kelowna. They they were doing highways back then. And they got to this little place that back in I mean, we're talking the 1960 or 65. Mm. They had 3,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And by the end of or by the beginning of 1970, it grown to like 55, 60,000. Mm. It was a, a real boom town. And I, for my dad, who loved Chilano so much, like my dad went back to Chilano every year mm-hmm. that he was in Canada while he was alive. Wow. He uh, he was here for 44, 45 years. I think he went back to Chilano like you know. 47, 48 times, mm-hmm. sometimes twice a year. So, and paving gave him that, uh, afforded him that luxury because you work your ass off for six months yep. and the snow flies and you don't got to be here anymore. So when is the last time you were there? I, my dad's funeral actually is 2001. Oh yeah. So it was a way, way long time ago and just haven't been able to make it back. Do you ever try to, um, like, I, I know when I was there, I try to be funny in, in the Italian language and I just can't, doesn't translate properly. Have you ever tried that? Do you try that speaking in Italian and trying to be tell one of your jokes um i've tried but i mean italians i mean especially the smaller towns like chilano they got such a dialect of Mm -hmm. of such an arsenal of words that they use and the way they tell stories and jokes i mean are the best best storytellers just out out, match straight away i mean even if you could speak it as well as that it's hard it's because they're they're good at it right yeah we're lucky we have that uh, lineage because it's given us a lot of humor i think it's a tremendous uh, culture. So, Juan, you sound uh, busy, and uh, God Absolutely. forbid. So, finally, who's in your comic tribe? Which comics do you hang out with? In your hood, in your um, uh, Back in the day, I used to hang out with Vic Lapucci. Uh, Jay remembers Vic, I think. Yep. Um, nowadays, uh, you know, Brett Martin, Jared Borland, mm-hmm. yep. uh, mm-hmm. Sonny Dollywall is a good buddy of mine. Nice. Right. Okay, and then uh, where where can we find you? Because, of course, the great thing about podcasts. And uh, I mean, not too, too much. Just the guys from the shows. Okay, sorry. And what's, when's your next gig? What do you got coming up? Hello? Juan. John, can you hear uh, us? I am in, uh, let's see, uh, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Are we, lo- are we losing you? No, nope. we got you. Okay. Okay. Uh, gig's coming up. Uh, I got one tonight at the Cannabis Clinic here in Vancouver. <laughs> what a place. And then uh, Laugh Line's middle of June. Yuck Yuck's middle of July. I'm on Vancouver Island for a couple of weekends in June, both in uh, Courtney and Victoria. So we could check your website, johnprada.com, to find out all your upcoming gigs? I believe they'll be up there, yeah. When are you coming to Toronto to see us? You got a wedding, uh, a funeral, a baptism? What do we got? <laughs> I think we're doing all three in one weekend. <laughs> Uh, and I'm hoping uh, to come back in the fall or maybe our early winter months. November, I can't December. wait. I can't wait to meet you in person, Johnny. Thank you so much for taking time out of of the asphalt business today. Oh, don't thank me. Thank the taxpayer. They're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that was awesome. So nice talking to you. Thank you, Johnny. Take, Take care. Take care, Parats. All right, guys. Take care, Jay. We'll talk soon, man. Bye-bye. All right, ciao.
And here we roll the credits. Host Sandra Carusi. Research assistant Dayton going to be a star hail. Contributor Christine Radio Star Cardoso. Studio producer Adam No Pants Zizzo. Executive producer Vince Leave the Gun and Take the Cannoli Negro.